What's going on? What's going on? Welcome to another episode of Trending Tuesdays, man. Where y'all coming in from, man? Where y'all coming in from? Drop your city and state if y'all don't mind. What's up, Byron? You on mute, man. You on mute, man. We can't hear you, man. We can't hear you. Man, I'm on mute. I'm on mute, man. We got Baton Rouge in the building. We got Dallas in the building. You know, Detroit in the building. Toria, shout out to you. Yes, indeed. Yeah, man. Central PA in the building. Shout out to Leah. Houston in the building. Oh, we got some Houston folk. Okay. Kelly Cryer from H-Town in the building. Yes, indeed, man. We all one. I hey, quite a few it. people, man. Shout out to y'all, man. Shout out to y'all, Winston Salem. See a few familiar faces. Let's see y'all. Yes. What's indeed. going on, Bar? Man, I'm excited, man. We got um, we got some, 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 some good information, right? We got some good information mixed in with some reality information. You know, just looking at the market, looking at all of the things that's going on. We got some official news. You know, we hinted on the foreclosure activity about two weeks ago, right? Oh, like yeah. two weeks ago. You remember, I know you remember that. And now we were able to get a hold of some of the official data, some of the official data from quarter three um, that just kind of tells us exactly where we we at. And um, it, it, it's, it's not looking good, man. And then when we started backtracking, we kind of talked about it. We hinted at it earlier um, two weeks ago. Oh, when we were talking about how we we knew that the government kind of came in uh, and swooped in to save the day. Right. In 2000. And when was it in 2020? But now we have the official data that documents that exact fact. And I'm curious, man, to really, really see what this is going to mean for us moving forward, not only as real estate investors, but also just as general Americans, um, because it is not looking good. The economy is not looking good uh, in terms of housing affordability, in terms of even, you know, even with the interest rates being as high as they are, inflation is still, you know, it's still battling to, to, to stay on the forefront. Yeah. And so, that's 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 kind of what I'm low inventory. Low inventory. It, it's a really it's a bad situation. What's your take on, on on what you what you seeing in this data? Man, it's an ugly situation, of course. But you know, we gotta we gotta play our hand with the cards that we dealt. So, how do we take advantage of the situation, right? And I'll say another thing: we need to be be a little bit more knowledgeable about the situation because when you're knowledgeable about the situation, you can put your best play together. Right to take advantage of what's going on. So, uh, with the high interest rates, of course, you know we got Chris Hassan coming in. You got to take advantage of creative finance. You know you can still pick a property at two, three percent, but you got to have the skill set to really take those properties down. So, the time now, well, the time, the time was maybe a year ago to really educate yourself, but the time now is to educate yourself now how you can move forward going uh, into this uh, new year with all these things going on. That's how I feel Absolutely. about it. That's what I feel like our people should be doing, our community should be doing is educating themselves to take advantage because, you know, this is how people grow their wealth in situations like this because a lot of people don't know what to do right now. You know what they I'm don't. saying? So they just sit on the sidelines. You know, a lot of people don't even, like, even if you want to go buy your personal house, if you want to buy a personal house now, you can still buy it, but you have to know how to negotiate and know how to find it. 
know, if you just buy a house that's on the market from a regular real estate, you'd be paying way too much and you got the highest interest rate. You lose it oh twice. Lose it twice. You know what I'm saying? And don't even know it. And thinking you get the deal because you negotiated maybe, you know, ten or fifteen thousand off of the off of the, you know, the the, the note. So it's you crazy. Um, way too much. Way too much. You know, uh, and we're gonna talk about the data. We're gonna show you guys the data here in a little bit. And I promise you that once you see this data, you're not going to see this market the same. Um, you're not going to view your investment strategies the same. It's all going to be different. And then what's so cool about this conversation that we're getting ready to have, oh, is that we're also collaborating with other investors. And so not only are you going to hear our point of view on the things that we are going to be doing and implementing in order to survive this market and thrive in this market and come out on the other side of this market victorious. But we also give the opportunity to hear from other investors from other parts of the country to see their take, what they're excited about, what strategies they looking to employ. So you get that rare opportunity. This is going to be like a mastermind where you get to sit with high performance in this space and, and, and sit on like a fly on the wall and kind of listen in on industry secrets and, and, and experience that these people have put forth uh, to be able to pick up some some nuggets and some jewels to be able to uh, apply to your arsenal whenever you get active in this market. Yes, indeed. So, yes, listen, indeed. Man, I'm ready to get started, man. Me too. Listen, my name is Byron, real estate investor out of Houston, Texas, primarily focused on the wholesale space. Do a little bit of creative finance, fix and flip, new construction, new to the build to rent space. Definitely excited about that. And a proud member of the Accelerator program where we help investors move further Faster. Oh, it's on you. Hey, what's up, everybody? O'Neill Park, real estate investor, entrepreneur out of Lafayette, Louisiana. Been investing in real estate since 2016. Been full-time in the business since 2020. Uh, do all things real estate, but truly, really enjoy rentals and passive income. And um, I'm the owner of Leverage to Wealth, teaching people how to leverage where they are currently in their life and their business and get wealth in real estate. So now let's get it started, man. What we got? What we got? What we going to the slides or we going to the guest? That's nice right there, boy. Hey, man, we, we get better and better, man. <laughs> <laughs> Listen. Oh, this, so this is it, man. Yeah, so you want to get this? Seen these before? Yeah. Uh, so we got the mortgage de delinquency rate rose to 3.62 in Q3 of 2023, up from the previous quarter. According to the Mortgage Bankers Association's National Delinquency Survey. Bro, that's a lot. <laughs> Yes, indeed. That's almost four percent in three months. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, 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 now, so, so here's the thing. So, so let's go to this next slide. So here's here's the thing. So it's been hovering around this number, and you're gonna see this. So, so it says that the delinquency rate increased by 25 basis points from quarter two in 2023, and by 17 basis points from the previous year uh, ago. So foreclosure actions on loans rose by one basis point to 0 0.14 in Q3. Okay. So, so, so here's the thing. And when we get to this next slide, it's going to, it's going to point this thing out. Let's get to this next slide. This is, this is critically important. So I want everybody to kind of look to the far right hand side 
of this this uh this data point right here. We're looking at 2020, 2021, 2022. You see how high that number, that mortgage delinquency rate was in 2020. I want y'all to pay attention to this. You see that number right now? 14. What about 13? Bruh. So what's scary about this, y'all? What's scary about this is that people was in trouble right during that pandemic time big big trouble people had already stopped paying their bills at this time okay we have the actual the quality data unemployment right absolutely that, that, that brown line is the unemployment line absolutely absolutely so people 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 had start struggling to pay their bills at this time and if you look at these numbers they, they if you look at the numbers right it was it was high, and then what? Then you see a dramatic drop. You see a dramatic drop. Now that's around the time when all of the uh, moratoriums, the, the mortgage companies start putting in moratoriums. Uh, the government start implementing uh, 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 some 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 funding into the system to help shield people from their own responsibilities. Now here's the scary part. What this shows is that. What we're witnessing right now is that the interest rates are starting to go back up. I mean, the uh, the mortgage foreclosures and the de delinquency rates are, are starting to go back up. So all of the all of the money, all of the government money, all of the 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 uh, uh, the the, um, the moratoriums that's over with. So oh, what what I'm concerned with is what's going to happen, right when these next couple of months start to unfold because you got to understand people just the, a lot of the moratoriums, even though the act itself was complete, like maybe even a year ago. Right. But the the effects of that bill and people being able to take advantage of the moratoriums just started stopping like last couple of months or so. And so what we're right. witnessing in the, in this data is that now that the government is pulling out and the uh, mortgage companies and the banks are pulling out and letting people fend for themselves, my question is, oh, what's going to happen when it's no more bailouts and people have no more now. <laughs> That bailout gone, man. So that's why we're seeing a foreclosure, uh, foreclosure rate shooting up. And it's no, they're not printing money no more. So it's up to you. What you was doing through all that time? Were you saving money up for this point? Or were you thinking the government just going to keep printing out money? And a lot of people was relying on the government. Because most people, I don't know if you remember, but between 2021 and 22, nobody had jobs. Everybody was chilling at the house. Uh, collecting unemployment, getting stimulus checks, buying all the buying everything they found, every every designer they seen, you know, going going to eat out to restaurants. I had never now, seen so many people in designer at that time, bro. bro. They said they had lines wrapped around the building, bro. Like people that that were just working at Albus's last week, you know, working at the grocery store last week. Like, so you know, what everybody was doing with their money, it wasn't the right thing. So now. You know, student loans coming up too. Now it's time to pay. They ain't got no funds to pay the money, and the job is probably not paying them the money that they that they need to actually afford the lifestyle that they have. So now they just, you know, fuck right now, man. They don't know what to do.
Wow. You know, and then when you couple that, right, you couple that with the fact that we got higher interest rates, right? And so I need everybody to kind of pay attention to this hill piece. And we talked about this two weeks ago um, when we were looking at some of the mortgage data. And the scary thing about these, uh, the higher interest rates is that when these people, when these people uh, uh, recognize that they have to, they get foreclosed on and they, 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 they money is running out or running low, right? They're going to have to downgrade in most cases, extremely low. So it's not going to be a regular downgrade. It's going to be an extreme downgrade because you got to understand the same house that you were able to buy at a three point something percent interest rate is not the same house that you can buy at a six or eight a nine or a 10, right? Now imagine- They're going to have to downgrade at every capacity though. You know, you got to think about it because the house that they had before, the affordability, like let's just say you bought a house at 200000 five years ago. You cannot buy that same house at 200000 today. Not even close. The same house, you damn the same house might be, the same house might be 280 and interest rate 9%, 8%. You know what I'm saying? The same, you Damn, can't even rent the same house you was living in because the rent ain't 1200 no more. It's, it's 1900 Wow. So, then on so top of that, you when you look to, at the, you know? the resale value, what about that resale value? That's what's so crazy. Right. So on top of on top of uh listen, you know, we talked about this. If we could put up slide number four, we talked about this. Here's the thing. This is the average resale value, right? So whenever you can resell that property at at, at a profit, right? Look at this. Oh, you want to get this one? Yeah, so new home buyers can expect to spend approximately 13 and a half years in their house before they were able to sell the profit over the purchase. Mortgage interest and sale costs that went into the home. So, like again, if you bought houses in like 2015, 17, 18, you, was in, you should have sold it in 2021 because that's when everything went up. Interest rates were super low and prices were going up. You trying to sell now, it don't make sense. It don't make sense. So it, it's nothing but a downgrade or or maybe just maybe we're going to talk about maybe some strategies right tonight where you can get in the mix and be able to take advantage and help some of these people. Because, again, we're not looking at it just from a predatory situation. Some of these people really need help. And so we're going to talk about it. And, uh, you know, that's why I'm excited. To bring up our guests, man, and uh, these brothers, I got a tremendous amount of respect for. You know, they are very, Let very it. skillful, talented entrepreneurs, and uh, we gonna, we gonna listen. We gonna, we gonna, we gonna talk about it, man. We ain't gonna leave nothing on the table. Um, so you definitely want to put your questions in because we want to answer some questions as well. So, 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 yeah, man. What, what, what you think about that, though? I agree, man. Keep the energy up. Have a good time giving that no stingy energy, man. And like, man, we yeah, just gotta introduce the first guest, man. I'm excited, man. It's good. So, man, I say the first yeah. guest, man. He's no stranger to the no stingy energy community. He dropped a ton of value. I think he got with the number two podcast on the channel. He's been a guest plenty of times on our, on our morning show, man. Let's welcome to the stage our brother, man, Welby. 
Welby, man. All the Welby, way from New York. Man. Yes, indeed. Man with the plan. Yo. He's the baddest man in the business. Yes, indeed. My guy, my guy. Wait, so you said on, I only, you said I only got the number two spot for the for the, for the what we got to do to get that number, number two. Nah, man. Number one. I need that number one, man. I need that number one, man. How you guys doing? Oh man, doing we good, blessed, man. Man. blessed to have you, man. Awesome, man. Awesome, awesome. awesome How's that weather in New York, man? I see you got the hoodie on, man. It's a little cold. I ain't happy, man. If you know me, that I I, I hate the cold. I ain't happy. But that that it, it is what it is. So that's part of being in New York. So yeah, you originally no, from, from, from 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 the Paradise Island, right? Oh uh, yeah, I'm I'm well, I'm born and raised in New York, America, okay. but I'm from I'm from Haiti. Uh but so maybe that's part of the reason why I can't take the cold. But um, um <laughs> you know, but it is what it is, you know, that's what it is. But it's like 30 degrees out here now, so cool. Nah, no doubt, no doubt. Hey, well, it was that's crazy. freezing. Yeah. But I say, hey, they don't get no cold days, huh? <laughs> yeah, not, not not like this, though. Definitely not like this. Yes, indeed. Well, listen, man, let me go ahead and get my guy. Let me get my guy, Chris Haskins, man. Another brother that I, I mean, just genuinely respect. I've been following this brother's content for years, literally. Um, you know, I've, I've listened and learned from this brother, talk about creative finance, talk about, you know, uh, all different facets of real estate. And he's covered it uh, in such a detailed, informative manner. Um, and so I definitely want to highlight and open up space for my guy, Chris, you know, um, another, uh, you know, uh, previous guest we've had, at least on BOB. Um, and so I, I, I'm excited to uh, have this brother on, on No Stingy Energy with us tonight, man. So I'm excited, man. What's going on, Chris? I think you're muted. Chris, what's going on? You're on mute. Y'all program director. She just, y'all. Good to see you guys, man. It's an honor to be here with you guys, man. Especially Welby. Good to see you again, brother. Well. Oh, man, I should see you too, Chris. How you doing, brother? Yes, sir. Oh, man. So Pleasure to have you, man. How, how you doing? It's an honor. You know, it's crazy to see you guys doing this. I'm so um, humbled and honored to see people that look like me bringing value to our community. And as I'm listening to listening to you talk, about these foreclosures, I'm, uh, you know, it's uh, we buy them all the time. I mean, I, I used to go to the auction, but we're going to get into all that. But I, I think from a 40,000 foot view of this thing, it's just really an opportunity for us to do more serving as opposed to, you know, a lot of us looking at making money and opportunity and taking houses and all this stuff. But really, it gives me a chance to go out and help the community, you know? Absolutely. Right. right. <clears throat> Absolutely. So here's the thing. You mind giving us a quick introduction for the people who may not know? You know, um, a few that may not know uh, to who you are, and then we'll go to Will. Yeah, cool. I am Chris Haskins. My mission and ministry over the last few years has turned into and has chosen me to help raise the financial literacy of my community. So I've been investing in real estate since 2004, lost my shirt 2008, 9, and 10, had a ton of foreclosures. I was doing real estate investing wrong from 04 to 010. Got educated in 2007, 8, 9. It had to swirl around in my head for a few years before I deployed it. So in 2010, I was able to actually do it the right way, go out there and, and, and serve the community, buying real estate, using private money as opposed to going to the banks and just buying pre-foreclosures and doing creative financing, all that stuff to build, build my real estate portfolio. And now 
I get to share the good word of financial literacy through real estate investing and entrepreneurship to my community. And this is just an honor to, honor to do that. Love it, love it, love it. My guy, Welby. Been around a minute, man. Well, yes, well, well, first off, I'm jealous, Chris, because I see you got a T-shirt on, too. So I'm the only <laughs> one with a hoodie on. So that, that you know, I'm not too happy Indeed. about that. But Indeed, um, yeah. the name is Welby Aselli. Um, no, better know maybe as at my best 197. Um, if those that know me, they know I love to give the good, the bad, the ugly of investing in real estate. And I share the truth. The whole truth and nothing but the truth of all of my experiences that I've been through in the business. I started buying real estate at the tail end of 2003, beginning of 2004. And I talk about being wiped out to zero three times over the next 12 years. And um, now I've been in the business about 21 years now. And um, I teach people the art of flipping houses and then utilizing the proceeds and the profits from flipping houses to then buy passive income to <laughs> properties um so that uh they could uh find financial freedom that's that's my story it will be y'all both 24 years yeah damn it will, that's a long time now. i'm like i can't believe we're the big homies now it's so crazy <laughs> oh god like oh, anyways it well you feel like you i'm like i feel like i'm just starting man man i'm sure <laughs> and, and i'm more excited now than probably i ever was you know because uh you know you got chris said something that was really beautiful you got the tools that we didn't have at the beginning. So now we have the tools to be able to navigate and just for the audience to, to see, to understand what we're going to be talking about is what we weren't prepared to capitalize on when it, when, when the mortgage crisis happened in 2008, when it started. And now we got the full circle coming around again and now there's an opportunity and um, I'm ready for it. So I'm, 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 Unfortunately for a lot of people that are not, but I'm excited about it. So me too. I got a question for y'all, man. I want to hear your input. What's your thoughts about everything going on right now in the market? Um, this is something that I've been talking about for years. So if anybody you guys watch me, I talk on Instagram every day. People say that I'm uh, that, that I'm the angry black man of real estate in the morning. Because <laughs> I this but this is what I've been talking about for years. And I say that the, the pain is coming, the pain is coming and it's on its way. So some of the charts that you guys have been that, that you guys displayed at the beginning of this is just the small glimpse. It's like the canary in the mind in the mind that that is just showing a little bit of glimpse. But you're still going to have some people that are going to say, no, nah, don't worry about it. Nothing's going to happen. It's status quo. Let's just continue going. But it's it, these are the little the little signs showing the changes that's going to happen in the market. So. You just better get yourself prepared so you can take advantage. What's your thoughts, Chris? Uh, you know what? I wanted to, O'Neill, as I was watching y'all, can I share my screen? Can I bring that thing? You got your, your program director back there. I'm not going to lie. I don't know nothing about that. I'm pretty sure. I wanted to show something, Byron. Yeah. So I don't even, because you know, a pitch is worth a thousand words. I like showing. I feel like Welby is so transparent. It's just unreal. The dude is the most transparent investor that I no, know. That's a fact. That's I mean, a this fact. dude shows you everything. So here's my, I don't know if you can see this. So here's my, uh, I want to show you just a spreadsheet. So I get foreclosures. It's funny we're doing foreclosures. I do foreclosures. Uh, my team pulls them every Friday, right? I get a list. And this is what my list looked like about a year and a half ago. What, maybe five or six? So uh -huh. this is my list that came out last Friday. Wow. I mean, oh, that thing so, loaded. You know, when y'all are talking, I'm like, this is nothing but like dinner at my house. This is what we do. You know, 
I like, told y'all we do. And further, wait, wait, wait. Um, listen, I'm, I'm finna look. I gotta, I gotta, I gotta be mean for a little bit, man. Listen, I told, I told y'all that tonight was gonna be the night you was gonna get the deets. I told y'all this earlier. Everything. Listen, these yeah, are two yeah. transparent brothers. They don't hide nothing. Look at the differences on that list. What, matter of fact, what does that list mean to you, Chris? And can you kind of break down why should people understand the importance of what you just showed there? Well, wow, we can unpack that for the next hour. Here's the thing, man. I just, I don't know if your audience understands the unique opportunity. I know Welby does because we've been doing this since the 20 years. Welby and I, we're so excited just to be in the game in 04, 5, 6. I mean, I've hung out with Welby. I done had broke bread with the brother. I done been to dinner with him, and we've been in hotel rooms talking. We were in a part of time in 05, 06, 07, just kind of trying to figure out what the hell is up, down, left, right, right? And the business was happening to us. We didn't understand the ramifications of the Lehman Brothers going down in 2008, but now we've been around the block a little bit so we can, as we age and matriculate, thank you, Hampton University, we look around and we can say, you know what? Interest rates were at the lowest from 2019, 2021. Now they're rising. It's an opportunity for us to go out there and do some creative financing, but not only because of that moratorium from the same time where there were no foreclosures, those things are just getting back, 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 backed up, backed up, backed up. And now that they're being released, Welby and I, since we knew this was coming because we've seen it happen in 2008, we get to take our slingshot back so far and we get to really take a good hit at the market now. And further, and I don't want to, I don't want this to, I don't want your audience to think this is about making money and stealing houses. This is about providing value and helping people, y'all. I, I, I gotta, I gotta make sure I preface that that's a prerequisite. No doubt. He was just thinking about the money part. You know that I just when I started out, I was just like money, money, money. Like well, I gotta make, I gotta pay my bills. I got this. Now it's like I don't even want to buy. I don't need an. I don't need another house. I, I don't need to buy this house. You know how can I help you get where you need to be? And then if we can make some money, cool. Love it. That's refreshing, right there. Absolutely. Well, you know when you get when you got all of comments in your bank account, it's real easy to come from that perspective. <laughs> <laughs> You know, you know, we'll be Yes, you know, I seen, I seen multiple commas in that thing, man. You know, so yeah. <laughs> so, Welby, what, what's your thought? Same question to you, man. Um, what, what's the question? Say, if you don't mind. What was the question? Oh, you talk about the foreclosure. What's your thoughts when you see all that? Yeah, yeah. What's your? I mean, I'm, I'm excited, but it's something that I. That that I've expected, and 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 to add to what Chris was showing, I received a phone call from um, a representative that I deal with in, at Bank of America, and what they were doing is that they were uh, putting a list together of their of their investors in the area and was wanting to know if, if they would be okay that they could put me on their mailing list for the foreclosures that are hitting their uh, accounts, their pre foreclosures that are hitting their accounts to see if they would be possible. Uh, uh, interest in me acquiring the properties before they would actually hit the market. So even the banks are recognizing what's on the horizon. So, I mean, listen, if if we're not the ones potentially buying it, somebody's going to buy it. 
So there's gonna th th that's just the nature of business. You're gonna have people that are gonna lose. You're gonna have people that are gonna capitalize on the people that are losing. And it's nothing. It's nothing with malicious intent when those things happen. Somebody has to acquire these properties. Somebody has to acquire them, fix them up if need be, manage these properties, and do what it is that needs to be done to keep the upkeep of the neighborhood. So, I mean, I'm just being honest with you. I'm excited because I missed out. On, on 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 what happened during the subprime mortgage. I got wiped out when the subprime mortgage happened because what a lot of the people were doing these last few years in, in, in 2020, 21, 22, even 23, that's the same thing that Chris was doing and I was doing in, in 2003, four, five, six, seven. We were acquiring, acquiring these properties recklessly. We were getting mortgages for free. We were getting them. As long as you had a post, you can acquire the property. And then you didn't understand you were over leveraged. And then after being over leveraged, you couldn't maintain. And then by not being able to maintain, you couldn't pay the mortgage. And then you ultimately ended up having a foreclosure. So um, I wasn't prepared at those times, but I'm ready for it now. Wow. Oh my I got a question for y'all, man. So I know Chris, Chris, it's too much because I, I mean... Cause you know, just, <laughs> just saying, you know, if the people, are, if the 70 plus people that are on here is not prepared for the truth, this is not the live that you want to be on. This is not the YouTube you want to be on. All right. But if you guys, if you guys, if you guys really want to go through generals, captains, if you want to call, call us that battle tested people, then you came to the right place. All right. So, you know, I hear you say, Roby. We were riding around buying houses recklessly, over leveraging. I remember those no doc loans. I thought I was doing something. People looking at me like, "Thank you, Chris. You're doing it. You're doing it." I'm like, "Maybe I am doing it." And and and, and you get and, and and you know you want to know what that old saying being getting smoke blown up your tailpipe. Uh, uh, you just you. I keep saying over and over again. You get excited to be in. Welcome to the party. So you figured just getting to the closing table was a win or is a win. And then you find out after the fact. So it's no different than what's going on today. So a lot of the people that were acquiring properties, I'm going to talk, I'm going to say it, bragging about the 2%, 2%, 4% interest rates and just ecstatic to get invited to the party as a quote unquote homeowner. Not too long after you start realizing that there's something wrong. Something doesn't make sense. You don't, there's something not, not adding up. And now you're starting to see the, the problems that are happening with the property that you purchased. So that's good stuff, Will. I'm um, when you say that. Um, Welby, uh, just as you were getting, as your world was collapsing in 08, 09, and 10, tell us what you were thinking. I want to know what was going on in your mind, brother. When I, know I was using foreclosures left and right, too, for me. When when that started happening to me, just being honest as a, as a man, I felt like a failure. I felt like a failure. Um, I was embarrassed. I I I I I felt stupid. You know, my my esteem got got my. I, I started generating low self esteem, uh, because I'm thinking that just because I was able to acquire this property and get a property in my name, and I was able to buy me this multifamily, I thought that I won. I thought that all I had to do was get this property in my name and get approved for a mortgage only to realize that it took way more than that. So when my world started coming down, Bank of America was suing me. Chase Bank was suing me. Capital One was suing me. Tenants weren't paying their rent, you know, and I had to be left holding the bag and I didn't know what to do. 
everything was just collapsing around me. I didn't know what the hell to do. My credit went from a 700 to a 500. You know, um, <clears throat> it, it it just got worse and worse before my eyes. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many properties Man. do you think you lost within that 2000, between 2006, 2009? Oh, man, I mean. I can't even count, man. I, 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 okay, I can't. I don't. I, I can't even tell you. I don't want to even give you set, a set number. And here's the reason why, because we, we, especially in our community, have gotten caught up with a Numbers. number, the unit, or, 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 or I should say, a quantity versus the quality. Right. So it really doesn't matter if it. I don't. I, I, it was a lot. Put it that way. It, it was a lot. But the but the quantity of what I lost, and then when you add the value to it, it equated to millions of dollars that I got foreclosed on, that I lost, that I owed on credit cards, things of that nature. You know, um, so you know, I, I I don't I don't like focusing on quantities. I like to focus on 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 the qualities of or or the, or the lack of quality of whatever the the properties that I owned at the time. So I got a question for Chris, man. You know, after going through all that, what made you like stick to real estate after you lost everything in 08? Like, why would you want to continue to do real estate after you lost it all? Man, that's a good question. Oh, wow, that's a good question. What made what made me stay? You know, I am the type of guy. <laughs> you're right. A lot of my counterparts were gone. I'm a type of guy. Oh, I have to like remind myself and trick myself and actually pull myself to remind myself, okay? I want us to stay there for a minute. Like a lot of winners, like some some of you guys might just do this on autopilot every day. I can't do that. I have to re- constantly remind myself, I am a real estate investor. I am an entrepreneur. I'm a business guy. What do they do? They run to fires. So I had to re- constantly remind myself and read books and, and quote Warren Buffett. Successful entrepreneurs run to problems where everybody, right, while everybody else is running away from problems. So I had to constantly remind my Chris, I know real estate works. I know it works. I must have done something wrong. So I had a lot of sleepless nights in the bed. I just got married 2010, man. I got all these foreclosures on my record. I'm like, it's got to be a better way. I just got yeah. educated, man. Hanging around and right. I put myself in an environment where I learned that the, this traditional way of doing real estate is just for the birds. This, it is a lie. If you think that going out there, getting loans, down payment, Acquiring high interest rate loans and with no equity and just buying properties on the market traditionally is the way you're going to build your real estate empire. You've been sold a dream. And just like I was so they were teaching this mess. I had attorneys teaching me buy top market, hold for a year and sell. It was sick. Wow. No, but Chris, don't, 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 don't think so because it's the same thing that's happening now. That's been a strategy. The same strategy, exactly what's been happening now. And then you got the blind leading the blind. Mm-hmm. You have the blind leading the blind. So you'll have a realtor will tell a client, don't worry, buy this property at 500000 The client question is going to ask, how much is the property worth? Don't worry, the property is worth 500000 But don't worry, in a year, at the pace that the market is going, it'll be worth 650000 You can refinance, refinance. Then take the equity, supposed equity that you generated, and utilize that to buy your second or your third property. Oh Lord! It's no different than that. What what, what occurred? Not realizing that the the realtor is ecstatic that they just got another sale. 
and they maybe got a second or third sale out of you. The mortgage lender, just because you got approved for a mortgage does not mean it's affordable for you. Just because you got approved does not mean it's a good deal. So now they got those properties and before you know it, now you got two properties, three properties, and every one of them are over leveraged. Every one of them. That was me. That was now, me. Tell me this. Was I want to know. I want to know from you guys what, you know, similarities before we get into some of the strategies that you guys are looking to employ. I want to know what are the similarities to the market now? Because we don't even hear about this stuff on the news. I'm surprised that it's not more noise being made about as far as as far as what we talk about. 2008. yeah, like what are the similarities between the, the 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 market conditions that we're seeing now and the 2008? Do you see any similarities as to what we can kind of expect? Com- com- completely. It, 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 know. You know what it is? People love to love to harp on terms. So you'll have people that a lot like to harp on uh 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 what's what's it called again? Um, 2004. What was that called again? A subprime no knock loan. No subprime. No about the subprime mortgages. 2021 um, is COVID. So people like to harp on terms, but they don't listen to the core essence of what's happening. So you, you get what I'm saying? So now yeah. when you're talking about um 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 um. 2004, it's the same thing that was going on in 2004. People were overpaying for properties. No doubt, people were being the people who were getting approved for the loans weren't truly qualified for it. It's no different than what's happening now. People are overpaying for a property, but because of the low interest rate, they are justifying buying the property because the interest rate was a 2%, 3%. It was no money. And then they're not realizing that they're over leveraging for the property and they're barely cash flowing. Yep. It's the same thing. But well, what about you? I love it when you say terms. 2004, 5, 6, there was no doc loans. Now we got 2022. We got DC. What is DSCR loans. DSCR loans. Same, same. The name, the name is different, but the act is the same. They've been doing, you know, well, I think they've been doing this before we got here, dog. Long before, long before. It's so that everything is the, is 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 the same. The essence of what you're doing is the same. They're just changing the players and they're just changing the title, but it's the wow. same thing. Same thing, man. That's all. That's that's all that it is. And 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 then this is why I tell young people. I know that we we all look a lot younger than we are. You know, right? <laughs> if you're in your twenties, yeah. if you're in your twenties. You're in your 30s. You do not understand. I don't care what what you've been doing these last 15 years because anybody could throw crap to the wall and look like a superstar. And you did not. You've not experienced a downturn. You have not experienced blood in the water. So if you're in your early 20s and your 30s, sit sit down because you do not understand what we're talking about. You've Mm -hmm. only experienced an up market. Now, now you're going to see. That, that old saying, the tide is going to be pulled out and you're going to see who's been swimming naked. A lot. Of, hey, well, let me ask you. I know we're going, I don't, I'm on, I don't want to take the show, but well, did you see a lot of people disappear in 2009 to 12, 13? Of course, just like they're happening right now. They, they disappear right now. Listen, <laughs> listen, I have people, I don't want to bring up, I don't want to bring up that conversation that I brought up because the video is still going viral, right? But I did imply about people doing the PPP, oh snap! PPP loans, 
and 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 what was the other one with the with the with the, the tax stimulus the, ERC the the the, the ERC loans and then then we all know what these people were doing they they stole money to create an image right let's make it clear yeah yeah stole money to create an image then with the image the image was a, a, a presentation of a supposed success then now supposedly you are successful they started using terms i don't want to use the term because i, I people are upset with, with, with the term i was throwing out there they started using the terms to i don't know this term what's this okay. term yeah. I'll say, I'll say, I'll say, let me get the mic. You see my mic? Yeah, yeah. Generational wealth. Oh, generational wealth, right? And let's make it clear generational wealth is very important, but let's stop acting as if that term was not weaponized against our community. Let's stop acting now. Wait, am I lying, fellas? If I'm lying, please correct me. No lies, oh, you ain't lying. So the word turned into a buzzword. And then you had people that did uh, illegal activity to portray an image to you for success. They started using terms and utilizing those terms to encourage you to then buy their online courses and other things like that. Am I lying? Am I lying, fellas? Am I wrong with what I'm saying? Keep it real. If I'm wrong with what I'm saying, correct me. That's hard. Okay. So now what happens is now the money ran out. Now that the money ran out, they ran out. And the people that have been depending on them to lead them, they left you high and dry. Mm. Mm. Am I lying? No lies told. Okay. So in our, if we're talking about for our community, let's stop playing around as if this, I'm going to keep it clean. Let's stop acting like this didn't happen. COVID, COVID happened three years ago and we forgot all of a sudden that COVID was even in existence. But now that we, what we have now, we see blood in the water. We see, we see uh, lives going to be destroyed and people are sitting around saying, I don't know what to do. Mm. You get what I'm saying? Mm. So when we say that it's no different than what happened in 2004, five, six, seven, and eight, you had people that were looking for opportunities that took advantage of people. They took advantage of you, sucked you dry, took what they could could out of you, and they left you. Now you got to clean up the mess. That's hard, Will. Wow. Wow. So, Chris, man, how... How do you think, you know, the people that's listening, how could they win right now? What do you think they should be doing? I'm glad you brought that That's the most important thing. You know, everybody can see what's going on, but the most important thing is how can we benefit? How can we win during this time? I'm so glad you brought that up. Number one is perspective. Number one, you know, it's weird when Welby says we've been doing this so long. I don't think about it. I feel like to the people that have taught me, I feel like I'm a baby. But perspective, like, don't think just because you go, I got to quote Welby again, just because you buy a house that you're doing something. That is the easiest part of the business. And when Welby told me that, I'm like, man, you know what? You're so right. Going to closing, anybody can do that. The management. Number one is your perspective. Number two, you have to understand how to do this business counterintuitively if you're new to the business. 
all the mess you learned growing up. I don't know anybody that learned creative real estate. They had to be taught that stuff. Nobody learns it by mistake. And number three, you got to learn private money. You must be able to deploy and understand and raise your level of awareness regarding the amount of money out there you can use that's not conventional banks. If it wasn't for private money, me being able to develop the skills to raise money from ordinary ma's and pa's to keep buying real estate, I just wouldn't be here today. I'm here to tell you, I wouldn't be able to buy, I wouldn't be able to do what I do. So when the banks got tight in 2009, 10, 11, that's when I educated myself and I understood how to go out there and we, they call it crowdfund, but to raise money because I couldn't get a loan. I had so many foreclosures on my record. The banks, they were like, ha, get to be going to loan you some money. Mm. You better get <laughs> out of here, bro. You get out of here. So private money. Wow. So real yeah. quick, before yeah. we move yeah. on, uh, what are those private money conversations like? Or what were those private money conversations like knowing that you didn't have the credit to qualify, but you had the, the, the expertise and you knew how to spot the opportunities. What were those conversations like with those private money people? That's a good one, Brian, Byron. Y'all got some good points here. So as I saw the world collapsing on me in 2008, nine and 10, sleeping in the bed at night, I, I, mean, I felt like it was last night, right? I'm in the bed. I'm like, dear God, there's got to be another way to do this business. I mean, I'm getting foreclosed on. I got so many, but you know, new investors, for some reason, well, they don't even understand what a vacancy is. I mean, don't you know that your house ain't going to be rented 100% of the time? I mean, does it, I mean, do people don't even recognize that anymore. They have no, they have no, they have no, uh, no thought of the what ifs. <laughs> There's no such thing as the what ifs. You're supposed to walk into the business and you're supposed to be winning immediately all the time. Everything good. Everything is good all the time. You know, so you know no I do love I do love what Chris was speaking of. And this is what I love about real estate that there's so many avenues um 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 and paths to finding a way to win. So a lot of what Chris shared and will share, I'm sure tonight. I don't touch any of that. Not that I don't. That's just another another uh, um, um, style of, of doing avenue. business that I, avenue that I would learn. I could learn from 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 Chris and from the two of you guys as well. But I do most of my deals with conventional banking. Of course, I I utilize private money as well. I use hard money as well. But I also utilize regular conventional banks as well. Um, um, but I think that what the both of us or all four of us want to stress with the people is that when you have a deal, getting the money is easy. Oh, shit. that's 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 easy. Getting the money. Hard part is finding this yourself a proper deal. Mm. Yeah, finding a deal. And, you know, well, what, what I learned when I went to InvestFest, man, and it's, I really just was able to wrap my mind around this. All we're doing and even for your viewers, you have to understand how to move capital. You have to understand that. And, you know, Robert F. Smith said it, and I've, I've watched the video over and over and over again. The dude's a billionaire talking about he's worth seven billion and doing these big deals. And when I finally understood, listen, we've got to understand how to move capital. See, all we do is we take capital from location A and we move it to location B. So Welby buy a property, but he knows that property is either, I'm going to quote him, 
undervalued, under market, or underperforming. So he has mastered the skill of moving capital from this location over here to an asset that is under market value or underperforming. And then he takes it, he fixes it up, brings it up the value, and then he takes different capital and either refinances it out or will sell it. So all we're doing, y'all, you have to understand we are literally just moving capital, but the skill is finding the asset for that capital to flow to, which Welby said is you got to get the skill first. That's why that's why you have to be extremely careful who you listen to, who, mm. you, who your leaders are and who's educating you, because the average person, when Chris starts getting intricate, when I start getting intricate, it's very easy to put the cap sign and say that that's not true. That's not possible because you don't understand that. And the average person that I'll be speaking to, that's not who I'm talking to. I'm not really speaking to the general public because the general public is, this is not for you. The few. The few. This is not for you. It's very easy to just look at, at it in a, in a blanket way and say, that is not possible. That's why you hear people say that that's a unicorn property. You must Doubt. have found that property and bought that property 15 years ago. You can't find a property at the numbers that you're talking about today. Doubt. And Chris is doing it. Byron is doing it. Uh, O'Neill is doing it. I'm doing it. So, oh, yeah. Doubt, man. Doubt will take you up out of here. Yeah. I had doubt, too. Yeah, when I first heard it, you could buy houses without banks. I'm like, nah, can't be done. Damn, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think? Yeah, what do you guys think? You know, I gotta hear this. Um, what are you excited about in this market right now in terms of investment strategy? Like what what do you where do you think the opportunities are gonna be um in the next you know three months, five months, six months, a year? Where where are you most like you know, when you put your strategic hat on, what what where do you think those opportunities going to be specifically? Well, you mean you mean uh, so to purchase property, whether it be strategy, whether it be you know, where do you think those opportunities going to be? I think it's going to be across the board. I think that the, one of the biggest skills you're going to have to learn in this new market is patience, because the market's been moving so fast, so so for so long that. If you've been if you've been used to doing I've I've done an average, my average of flipping houses is 20 to 30 houses a year. That's been my average. Um it might go down to five, but then now you want to go okay. if you're gonna do say again. That's okay, that is totally okay. That's fine, that's fine, <laughs> but you want to make sure that the five that you're gonna do are gonna be worth the effort that you're gonna have to go through because the sale is not gonna be as simple as we used to have it. Well, You're going to have to be prepared to do give con um, um, seller's concessions or holding a property a little bit longer, different things like that. Then on mm -hmm. top, so so being patient is going to be the next, uh, uh, one of the most important skill sets that you're going to have to have because you want to be uh, patient enough to not wait, but uh, um, um, skim through enough of these properties to make sure that you get that needle in the haystack that's going to work for what you're doing. Yeah, good point. Mm, Byron, I like that. Byron, can I tell you what I'm not excited about before I tell just you what I'm it. interested in? Then? So just last yeah. week, I had to take back. I do a lot of, I'm like just a private guy. I run out my properties to other investors. I do seller finance and I don't really do too much tenant management. So I rented out a property to a guy. He did short-term rental on it. 
and I had to take it back last week from the guy because he wasn't producing. So I am not excited about Airbnb. Mm. I'm seeing Why guys that? get crushed. Mm. I'm telling you, you you think foreclosures is oversaturated? This Airbnb, I don't know if it was just some type of a newscast that went on. Everybody bought or rented out or leased a property from a guy like a landlord and thought they were going to just do Airbnb, Airbnb arbitrage and just ride off into the sunset and, and get passive cash flow for the rest of their lives. Mm-hmm. With minimal work, too. I'm like, with minimal work. They're paying me top dollar. I think, it's a, I think it's a dying market, in my opinion. Yep. Yep. I'm just, I'm so I'm Airbnb is going. So you so think the Airbnb play is, is 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 dead? Oh no, I don't. I don't think it's dead. I said I'm divesting from it now just because we're it's just saturated, brother. I mean, I, you're gonna have some markets that's gonna be completely devastated. You're gonna have some markets that where there were whole towns that converted themselves oh, neighborhoods. To well, they're gonna be devastated. A lot of hotels and cities is 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 passing too many laws to get rid of it. Oh, they fighting and they got teeth. The hotel taxes really run most cities, and they're not really getting capital from those Airbnbs like that. I've been to city. I've been to city hall meetings. They hate Airbnb. Yep, I've been to city hall meeting after city hall meeting. I've spoke at the legislature meetings, at the city council meetings, in all my towns, brother. And every time there's a hotel group that's there. And these dudes got some power. I don't. I didn't know that. I'm looking at them after the money. meeting. They're going by in the back door. I'm like, what is you're, this? You're, you're, you're going to see the same impact is going to happen to the travel nursing industry. You already same started thing. seeing it. That the same thing is going to happen to the travel nursing industry as well. So if so, what, what, I, so I, 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 same I'm sorry. Thing. Same thing. So what, what's going to happen with the travel nurses? Like, you talking about the well, midterm The same thing that's happening to Airbnb. The travel nursing industry is going to get impacted as well too, because oh, you got you, you got the travel nursing industry that started changing uh, um, markets as well, where people just figured, hey, I'm near a hotel. Excuse me, I'm near a hospital. Let me start converting my property into a travel nursing apartment. And then you know you could you could rent at, at, at during COVID they were renting as much as triple their average rent per month, yeah. right? Yeah. And you'll see there's been there's a lot of talks about that, and they're going to start changing the rules on that as well. It's and already that, here. Well, that's okay. happening right now. Okay. Wow. So, so this is why we midterm always rental. tell we always tell the midterm rentals. So mm-hmm. short term and midterm rentals, what you see, what you know know of it because it really took off in 2020. For midterm oh, and yeah. short, right? You're gonna see a change. Now, I always think, tell people, I'm not telling you not to do short term or Airbnb, and I'm not telling you not to do midterm, but make sure that this property can sustain itself as a long term. And a lot of people were buying their properties because, of course, you can make that much more money with the short or the midterm. But now that you're gonna have to convert this into a long term, is it gonna be sustainable? And a lot of people are gonna find that it's not. Well, are you saying don't buy rental property based on the cash flow of a short-term rental? Oh, I definitely wouldn't buy anything based off of that. How many times have you heard that well be over the last few years? Well, short-term, I'm buying it. I know the payment's $2,300, but Airbnb's three grand. That's good. That's right. (laughs) Everything should be based on worst-case scenario. You have to do it based off of worst-case scenario because the worst-case scenario is going to happen. It's going to happen. 
especially in this market. Not, a lot of not people this. don't base things off worst case scenario. Like that, because, it don't because, make because the reason why they don't base it off of the worst case scenarios because what we're talking about is not cool. It's not what sexy. we're talking about is not sexy. It's not popular. Wow. People people only want to speak on the supposed upside. I speak mm. to your favorite, favorite, favorite influencer in this space. They're not hitting it the way you think they are. Oh, snap. I'm, oh, snap. I'm, I'm, listen, I, I'm, I'm, I, when I speak on things, a lot of the times I'm on an island by myself. But, fellas, am I lying? If I'm Fact. wrong, tell lying. me. And what's crazy is the ones with the biggest cars and the biggest flash be the ones with the least going on. And that's the eight. Hey, and I'm just keeping it a bean. A lot of those calls is marketing. And, 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 oh and, and, and listen, and let's be real. When, when, because there's a brotherhood and a sisterhood in this space. There's a camaraderie that's developed from people like me and Chris, me and Byron, me and O'Neill could speak and we're like twins. He already, I already know what he's going to say before he say it because there's a camaraderie when we're in this space. And let me tell y'all, when we hear or we see certain things, we're like, where does that work at? That doesn't even make any sense. <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. But here's the thing. What we do is not sexy because we don't pull up loud. We don't dress the part every day because that's not the way the game works. Nope. That's not the way the game plays. You understand? So that's why what we speak on is not popular. And that's why it's easy for people to want to um, throw backlash at us because we want you to understand that there's a lot of work that is involved with doing this, but it's worth doing it if you're willing to put in the effort. Long term. But Byron, listen, we got to take a quick break. Um, man, this is a phenomenal conversation. Matter of fact, if you're getting some value from, you know, you're talking about over 40 years of experience with these two brothers alone, right? So so if you're getting some value, put a five emoji in the chat because we're going to pivot to a quick commercial break real quick. Um, and then we're going to be right back to have more of this conversation because we want to talk more about the industries and what's winning and what what, what are these brothers excited about? Excited Let's about get to it. To that. What's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow, we struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show y'all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure y'all check it out. Peace. Yes, indeed. Nice. Yes, indeed. See, well, we ain't so, take a break, too. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I'm here. I'm here. I'm sorry. So, he, so here's the deal. You know, it's, it's funny. Um, I want to preface with this, you know, because we got hit with a couple turns. I've heard a couple of rumblings. Hey, them B.O.B. boys, man. Them in those stage energy boys, they, 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 they didn't got negative. You know what I'm saying? Like, yo, them boys. Them boys. Too, you know, bro. They, <laughs> Yo, like you know, I need something that's gonna get me pumped up. And what I what I that's what I problem, what I want to when they get the pumped up shit, that's when everything go bad. That's when everything go bad. I'm not gonna pump nobody up to go run into a wall. This is no. the reason why we put it, we have to put a disclaimer. 
and tell them that if you're not if you're not looking for the truth, this is not this is not for you. There's a whole lot of other places you can go. Get all the fluff that you, you want. Right? We'll be excited. Go run into all of the brick walls you want to. Get all the fluff that you want, but this is not what this is not. This is not what we we here for, but we can get you excited on actionable steps. We can give you real actionable steps that you can actually do because the steps that we will share with you is what we're actually doing ourselves. So, so let's get to it. Let's get to it. What what are you? What else are you excited about, Chris? I guess we'll start with you, Chris. What are you excited about in this particular market in terms of investment strategy? Um, yeah, let's just start there. Investment strategy. What what investment strategy are you most excited about in this market? Whether okay. it's the next three months, two months, a year. Yeah. So we know what I'm not excited about, Byron. We got that one out of the way. Yeah, no Airbnb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not taking gotta, properties back. Yeah, we, we took two of them back last week. So Damn. one I mean, I'm still excited about with my tried and true section eight. I, uh, I, I was my properties were renting for 1,200 before COVID. Now they're renting for two grand for section wow. eight. I'm like, good wow. God, believe it. Wow. And I know Welby. Wait up, eight hundred dollars. I can't. So what's believe the cash it. flow on that? Cash flow for me you is sound crazy. Oh, I'm a, yeah, I'm I'm a hundred percent. I don't I don't I'm not a, I don't hold a bunch of mortgages, man. I'm I'm done with that stuff. Oh, so all of that's going to you? Not all of them, but most of them. I got small mortgages. So what I did, gentlemen, was I paid off all my stuff, and then I went and got private credit lines against my joint, so I still got access to all the money. So that was my strategy. So, so wait, 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 Chris, because you... Yeah, 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 yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa. Chris, Chris, we're going to make it even better, because he kind of slid over it way too fast. So the strategy <laughs> that you just described, essentially, you're your own bank. Yes, whenever I need to borrow money, I do an email or a text. So, okay. so you didn't have to you didn't have to go get uh life insurance and then borrow against your life insurance and all this other oh, man. You, you didn't have to do anything like that, right? I know how you feel about that. Well, no, I, I I'm I, I missed a life insurance thing. I do self-directed Roth IRA investing, but I don't have a life insurance policy that I do all that stuff with. I don't. I'm, and there's not, and, and before people start throwing shots, everybody should have life insurance. Everybody should have life insurance. I did not say don't have life insurance, <laughs> but people, people can't even afford the premium. They can barely even afford the premium to let alone. I ain't got no houses, but I paid my life insurance policy. You got what I'm saying? So I just wanted Chris, to what, what Chris just described, and I wanted him because he started getting um becoming sexy, becoming my own bank, becoming my own bank, and then people don't even understand that true concept of how to do so. Because I did similar to what Chris said, I essentially became my own bank as well. So I have a multitude of properties as well. You guys, O'Neill and Brian, was able to sit with me, you guys was able to sit and we'll see that. In some numbers, right? And essentially, with that. I'm my own bank that I could leverage to utilize with other banks to acquire property. So yeah. So when you say you do, you got private private lines of credit. What like what does that mean? You got it with individuals, like an eighty year old man say, "Look, man, I got a million dollars. I can put you know a house worth a hundred. I give you up to eighty thousand whenever you want it. That, that type of thing. Like what kind of private lines of credit do you have?" Well, see, here's the thing, man, and I want to say, I, Byron, I don't want to lose what I'm excited about. 
Um, here's the thing: we have to just understand, you know, borrowing money. You know, man, I as I've just been in a game almost twenty years, I just think that it is so un misunderstood. When you give somebody, let me tell you a quick thing. So I went to the store the other day to get something from Harris Teeter, right? I left my cash at home and I left my wallet at home, right? I'm, I was getting ready to check out on the line. I'm like, Chris, you left, you can't buy the food. And I very rarely cook. So my wife's looking forward to me cooking. And you know, I can't come home without the groceries. So I'm thinking to myself, how can I get these groceries with, with no money in my pocket, no credit card, right? And I don't have the Apple Pay and all that stuff. So my mind quickly went to real estate. What do we do when we need money in real estate? What do I do? My mindset is, how can I give somebody more value for the money they're giving me? How can I give somebody? I should have recorded this little thing. So I was at Harris Teeter. I walked outside. I, was, I started talking to people. And it finally clicked to me. I said, excuse me, sir. Would you mind if I cash? Would you mind if I could cash app you $25 in exchange, you give me $20? No brainer. I'm giving you, I'm going to give you more money than you gave me. So it's like, if you just, when you borrow money and you tell yourself, I'm going to give my lenders and investors more value than the money that you're giving me, for instance, I don't know why people, you know, because I loan out money too, and the, people never do this for me, but I do it for others. This is why I have, I have no problem borrowing money. So if you're going to give me a hundred thousand, I'm going to give you $200,000 worth of security. So that means if I'm buying a $200,000 house, you're only going to give me 100000 So if I get hit by a bus struck by lightning, then you alter the good. You foreclose on me, you get your money back. So I just think borrowing money, we need to understand. We need to be givers, man. We have to learn how to provide security and value for our lenders before we go like this. Can I get some money? Can I borrow some money? I mean, I'm like, get out of here. How much, how much security? People ask me all the time. How much, I mean, they want they want me to put up money. I'm like, what's my security? Props, props and worth they, 200 and you want to borrow 200. I mean, and what? they look at you like you like you crazy when you yeah. ask, how do I secure my money? It's, it's, That's it's a lose-lose situation right there. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. So wait a minute. So we got to go back to this housing because somebody put in the chat, how are you getting the 2,000? They was like, how the hell do people get 2,000 for Section 8 vouchers? I get them too. Oh, that's market specific, man. Yeah, yeah. I just put some in the chat based on zip codes. So you can see what the numbers look like. It's crazy. So the, here's the thing. Section 8 went up across went the up. board. It like went up across the board. Like everybody, I know they got Section 8. Them numbers is crazy. And not only is Section 8 up, Section 8 is still behind on average 10 to 15% in each mm. market. So even with what Section 8 is willing to pay me on an open market, I'm getting 10, 15% higher. Yeah, the open market's higher yeah. than, so yeah, yeah, no doubt. That's yeah. true. Now, here's I'll the thing. There's some people are going to say, oh, I'll only do Section 8 because Section 8 is secure, which is fine. Me. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> My difficulty that I have is that, and it's not to Chris, it's to the general public. You only have one or two units. Oh. Yeah. Right. So that hundred dollars, two hundred dollars that you're willing to take off is between the two units is four hundred dollars. But when you got tens of units, it equates to thousands of dollars a month that you're losing because you're taking the reduction. So that's why I do a mixture of most of mine are on programs. But then I do a mixture. If I have somebody that has a high paying job, like let's say a nurse, that's a secure job, things of that nature, then you'll bend and then you'll get the higher price and stuff like that. But 
You have to, you also have to make sure you do your numbers. And it's not just because it's on a program, you're safe, because that doesn't mean that's not the case all the time. That's true. That's true. Well, fortunately, well, where we live, man, Section 8 is right on time. Them fools. And if not, you can turn in three comps. And if the comps are higher, and what rental comp is not going to be higher nowadays? I mean, you know, rental comps are through the roof. So all I got to do is turn in. Dude, every year I just turn in the local comps that's right there, and boom, it's the automatic increase. I have to fight. I have to fight these people because my 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 comps are my comp. The comps I'm presenting are my comps. Yeah, so I'm giving them. I mean, it's, I'm giving them three or four properties in the area that is renting for this amount. So here goes the properties you walking distance, but they always yeah. fight me. Always fight me. Yeah, it might have trouble with that one. Yeah, probably because it's your properties. Um, I mean, probably maybe. And for the people that there, I mean, y'all definitely need to look at Section Eight because I know it's a shortage. I think what across America in Section Eight houses. There is Section a shortage. Properties available. But could you please tell the people too, everybody, you do not work for Section Eight. The people need to know no. that you do not work for Section Eight. Section it's Eight is crazy, huh? Section Eight needs you more than you need them. That Section Eight is not they doing you badly. Yeah, you doing Section Eight a favor. By but can you speak to them inspections? Because I know that them inspections can be hell. Uh, I got an inspection that as well, man. Thank you for that. The little four ninety nine. I just failed one. I just failed an inspection yesterday. You just failed one. Can you speak to the standards? I guess so that people that's on here, if they looking to move into that direction, what are the standards and what are you doing to make sure that you fit and you pass those inspections? Well, the the basics that they want, they they don't want no lead paint, no chipping paint. Uh, they they you need to have carbon monoxide uh, uh carbon monoxide testers uh smoke detectors as well um what else uh, uh w working windows that lock doors uh, um, lock doors that lock things of that nature smoke but then yes I, I said yes yeah, smoke detectors but what happens is is that it's also subjective even though they want you to believe that it's across the board a standard you then don't know the inspector that's going to be walking into your place because what one inspector would make an issue about, the other inspector won't make an issue about. <coughs> so that's where the difficulty happens. And then now here's the problem. We all know that government housings, projects are the worst of the worst of the worst, right? But yet the government housings don't hold themselves to the standards that they expect the private sector to do as well. And wow. I've had them fail apartments for something as minimal a minimal as a screw was missing somewhere that by accident you know your worker might have missed and they failed the entire apartment and will have that person literally homeless because of that so you know a lot of the times it's subjective to the inspector that comes to the property that's frustrating chris have you dealt with any of those same issues no, you know, I, I actually created a course, The Landlord's Guide to Section 8 Housing. You can get it on my website, chrishaskins.com. It's got a thorough checklist. If you just go down the checklist, man, and you just got it all ready. And, and further, if you're just somebody for in my town, if you actually put forth effort like you care and you're not, see, what, what, what I found, and Welby might be able to chime in, inspectors don't like it when you try to cover up stuff. Like we don't do that i don't know all either. of our apartments let me tell you all of my apartments are always fully renovated but at the same time too please remember we're human 
So sometimes it could be a simple oversight of something does yeah. not represent you being a slumlord. Then on top of that, when you compare my apartments, just being the truth, I set the standard in my area. The average inspectors that will come will say that my apartments is always the best that they walk into. So if there is an issue, whatever <clears throat> it may be, it's fixable. We don't work for you, Section 8. We're partners. So <clears throat> if there is an issue, let's work together because the, the, the common goal we're supposed to be having is, 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 is serving the community. That's what we're here for, is to serve the community. So if there is a mishap, let's work together so that we can serve the community and get these people housed. That's what yeah. we should be doing. I love it. I don't really have an issue. I love it, man. I love it. Like came in for something small, but yeah, we get through them and it's over. Because you know, if you just spend the money and don't cover up stuff, man, you're good. Yeah. Love so, it. Welby, I got a question for you. So, how do you plan to win with this all this stuff going on? Since you're not really a creative guy and an off market guy too much, so how how well, you plan I mean, to win? To be honest with you, I don't focus on um the source of where I find the properties. So I've bought off market. I'm actually going to be closing on an off market deal in the coming week or two. Um, but the source of where you find your properties is is the is 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 not what should be your primary concern. Is you understanding how to vet if it's a deal or not? That's the reason why you have people that think that because they bought a property <coughs> off of auction.com or because a wholesaler presented the property to them that it automatically means that it must be a good deal. So if you understand the process of vetting a deal, regardless of where the source of the deal came from, that should be, I think, the most important starting point of any new investor mm -hmm. is being able to identify a potential deal, breaking it down to confirming why it is a deal. And if it is a deal, walk through the process of acquiring it. But if it isn't a deal, have the heart to walk away and not force mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Good point. Wow. Nice, nice, nice. So what do you think people should be buying deals right now? You think 60% of the ARV, 50%? Well, today, got a lot right, of now, things changing. My, the, right now, with, with the mentees that I have, I tell them the minimum that they should be acquiring their properties at prior to rehabbing is, <coughs> at, is, no, is 60 to no more than 65%. Of the value of the of the potential value of the property when completed. So all of my properties, I'm at a 60, 65 percent acquisition. Okay. So what what are you telling your people, Chris? What do you, what do you think they should be purchasing these properties at? Well, here's the thing. Um, I am just ecstatic about being able to buy. I don't care about 60 percent. I mean, I it depends. So I'm now at this point in my life. If I know I can get a house that was purchased from 2019 to 2022 and take over that debt as opposed to me going out and qualify for one for a loan, I don't care how much equity is on it. I don't care if it's zero equity on it because this is the time from my perspective where you build your real estate portfolio. I mean, I, I could care less about equity. It's irrelevant. You can't so eat it anyway. So what's the key factors you're looking for? If somebody comes to you, hey, I got this property. Uh, I bought it at one twenty. I owe ninety five. My interest rate is eight percent. So what are you looking at? What tells you like, oh, this this one I want to take over? Because I know not every house Some makes too. sense to take over. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah, well, that's why I'm focusing on loans that were originated in two thousand twenty. I'm sorry, two thousand nineteen to twenty twenty two. 
I'm not even thinking about a property that was sold before, like from 22 to now. And even before 18, I'm like looking at those. I'm like, if you originated your property, this loan from 19 to 22, I know you got the lowest interest rate ever. So I'll take on that burden because I know all I'm going to do is sell it to somebody else and they're going to make the payment for me. I'm not even, I'm, my thing is, what, what is the monthly payment? And we're seeing them, man, 2.8%, 3%. We're taking them over. They're coming down the pipeline. You're paying pay payments, payments between, between 800, probably 1100 right now for like a $180,000 house, 90,000. Maybe two hundred thousand. I know probably about two twenty. Two twenty, yeah. That's what. That's a But here's the important thing, uh, guys. What Chris is saying is that he's understand. He he knows how to add value to that property because if he's buying that property or taking over the mortgage with a low two percent interest rate, he doesn't care if there's equity in it because he knows what he has to do to increase the rental income of that current property. Because be most careful. people. Yeah. Most people who are buying properties, they don't know how to even manage the property. Mm -hmm. So they don't even realize that this property is underperforming already and that they're leaving an additional potential $2,000 in net income a month on the table. So they just don't know. They're just slowly dying a slow death where Chris knows immediately he could take this property over. He knows what he's going to have to do to get this property up and running for the prop to increase the cash flow of that property. Oh, yeah. That's a, that's a, yeah, I think once again, it goes with education. But I think a bigger conversation that all of us need to be looking at or everybody like what is going on? Because nobody is uh, not nobody, but the majority of people that got those loans between 19 and 22, y'all. They are going to turn into landlords, correct? They're going to turn into landlords or if they yeah. can. If you own a property, you bought a 19, 20, 22 with a 3% interest rate. You in your mind, you want to be a landlord. I mean, you don't want to sell unless you have to sell. I right. want to know from you guys, what are y'all, well, especially uh, and Byron, all y'all, all there, what do y'all think is going to happen if if the market gets flooded with all these homeowners that got low interest rate that want to be landlords? Are interest rates going, I mean, are rental prices going I'm, down? I'm so, I'm so confused. You say they want to be, you're talking about buyers or existing people? Think about it, right? You bought a house from existing. 1922. Existing. You bought a house from 19 to 22, right? 2019, 22. Me and my boy talked, my Dan talked about this last week. Those people, they don't want to sell because they got a the best low interest. interest rate. They're like, I got this interest rate. Why do? Why would I ever sell? So, in my no, mind, so, so their attitude is, I'm going to just keep the property. But what they're not factoring in, are they going to be cash flow? And if they don't, if 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 they don't want to sell, cool. If they don't want to sell cool, so, but they have to live somewhere, they do. right? So then now, what does that mean? They Are they acquiring another property? That's what I'm, I wanted to discuss with y'all. I'm like, if they have to I'll move, honest, are they going to keep I, that for rental? I, I think a lot of people are going to sell because you got to realize most people don't want to be landlords. No, Most people don't want to deal with tenants. Most people want, don't want to, no calls in the middle of the night. No, you got to think about it. Real estate investors is a small portion of, you know, of America. So. Yeah. Once Not just that, calling, they may, now they may try it out. Let me let me say this: they may try it out for six months to a year, but once all the calls start coming in, shit start break. They don't want to deal with that. They go sell it. I think it That's goes back it to goes. Welby. You know, it, 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 Welby's coming when he, he he. Matter of fact, on the last time he was on the podcast, and he said you got to pick a side, right? And I think what a lot of people don't realize is that when you are an investor, right? The good thing about experienced investors is because you take a Welby or Chris or, or O'Neill 
you guys have developed systems over time that have made you more efficient at being a real estate investor, whether you a landlord, whether you wholesale, whether you, uh, you know, you taking properties over creatively subject to you have systems in place to be able to manage each and every step of that, whether you have them physically written down or you've cataloged these, these, these systems in your brain. And so when you take a new person who who does not understand the cycles of real estate, how to manage real estate properly, know how to not rent to family members because they fell on a hard time, know how to turn over a property when it got trashed by somebody. When you don't when you don't know how to spot clues, I'm pretty sure right now if somebody wanted to rent a property from Welby. Welby is going to be able to size that person up. He's going to be able to hear certain things in that conversation that's going to either turn him on or turn him off about that particular tenant. And that came from experience and systems. And, and so I when think, I, I think, think that, I think Byron, sorry, that's the point, I guess what I was trying to get that there's going to be a lot of people that would want to attempt to do what Chris was saying, but it's not going to work out because you still have to be able to manage that, yeah. that, that property. Yeah. Then on top of that, the odds are more so than not that even with the low interest rate, the payments were still high and that the monies that they're going to generate from that converting that property to now a rental is going to be minimal compared to the risk that they or, or, or the risk that they have to take turning this into a rental property. Mm -hmm. And now I don't know if you guys even heard about about this here in New York, a landlord murdered three people in his home today in New York, two of them right. for, for not paying rent. Wow. Today. Lord. Wow. Yes, today that happened. Oh. So, oh. so just, 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 just putting a landlord hat on, uh, um, um, just be, and, and it's something that you've never done is stressful. And it does, it's not just going to work out like that, the way people like you want, like you want to believe I'm just mm. going to rent it out. You still got to manage that property too. Yeah, it's not that easy. <laughs> it's not that easy. Because it's at the end of the day, easy. you have to know how to have people skills. You got to treat people with a certain amount of respect. And at the same time, you got to enforce law. Those are leadership skills. If you don't know how to you do gotta that. Fix things on time. You got to be a manager, too, of property and people. You got to become a babysitter. That's right. <clears throat> Social workers, psychologists. All of that. You got to do all, all that. that. You got to hear a bunch of excuses. Sometimes yeah. you may have to... Make that your house group. payment and payment if the tenant go vacant. A lot of people ain't built for that. Right. You know, it's true. A lot of people live check to check, man. They can't afford an extra $850 to pay another mortgage. People haven't seen nothing yet. It's just oh, getting man. started. It's just getting started. How, people haven't seen nothing yet. How bad do you think it's going to get, Wilby? Um, you're going to see a lot of people in pain, man. I'm, I'm I'm just being real with you. You're gonna see a lot of people in pain. You're gonna see a lot of people um that are, are gonna be in a are gonna be in a bad position. You're gonna see it. Mm. What was you saying, Chris? Well, Byron, I just want I just want all of the the viewers here. Well, we all have I, I want everybody to understand that uh real estate investing is like the NFL. Every one of us are coaches. We have a different strategy and we go in to win. Welby goes in to win. I see him go in. I'm sure Welby, just like me, I go in to win. I have a different strategy. It works for me. Welby's strategy works for him. Byron, O'Neill, we all have different strategies. And you too, watching this video, you can 
pick and choose or hybridize any of the ones that you want to put together. From our perspective, it's from the lowest interest rates in the history. If you can master the skills of acquisition, I'm just oh, I'm busting at the seams thinking about all the loans that I've, I've already taken over several, <laughs> several 2.8% loans, 3% loans, 4% loans, while everybody else in the world is spending 8% on money right now. But you got to get educated to be able to do that. And, and, and to add to Chris, what he's saying, um, I, 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 I stand on it when I say it's not about the interest rate, it's about the deal. There you go. I stand on it. So, so, so even with these higher interest rates, um, at an 8% interest rate, if you are able to acquire a property where the property works at the 8% interest rate, imagine what's going to happen when the rates go down to 6% or 5%. Because eventually it will. Eventually it will. So, you, so, so while people are focused on solely the interest rate, I always say you are blocking your opportunities. You are blocking your blessings because all you're saying is I'm not buying right now because the rates are at 8%. What you should be focusing on is the deal and how the deal can work with the 8% interest rate. How can and if I it works with the 8% interest rate, considerably works with the 8% interest rate, it only gets better from there. Brother, you, you said something that just really stuck with me. Time in the market trumps trying to time the market. When you said that, I'm like, you know what? That's my life right there. If you can just weather the storm, it gets easier if you stay in the game. They just, just I'm, 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 Chris, I'm so excited about the rates going up. Me too. I'm so excited too. about the rates going up. And listen, I'm not talking to the average person. Yeah. I'm talking to the investor. So yeah. people stop taking it personal because it has nothing to do with you because this conversation is not for you. <laughs> The investor understands the opportunity that the higher interest rate will present. Because what's going to happen is in 2024, you're going to see, I believe it, you're going to see a stalemate in the market where the market's not going up or down. It's just frozen. You're going to see that. And you're going to see people that are going to be in a dismal situation that has to get out of it. So even at their 7%, 8% interest rate, they bought the property at a certain price. The value shot up. Now, imagine now you're able to get the property at the right price with the 8% interest rate. Mm -hmm. When you're able to do that, what happens is even with the higher interest rate, you already created your equity without having to wait for appreciation. You did not have to wait for the appreciation. You walked into the appreciation. Mm. Now, the property is already performing well. At the 8% interest rate, what do you think is going to happen when the rates go down to 6%? Rents are still going up. It only gets better from here. There you so go. focus on the deal rather than focusing on the interest rate. I don't think people understand. We buy market. We don't buy real estate based on market conditions, y'all. We buy real estate based on social issues. Like we have when, to did you, when, how, when, when did that finally click in your head, Chris? That I don't thing. think that got that until 2016. Well, you know, I didn't get that till 2019. Yeah, oh, break that down. Let, <laughs> let, let's what, yeah, yeah, we gotta what, tell what, about what, that. You because I didn't mean I'm pretty, the, thing is, is that, the thing is, is that I was even caught up with the interest rate play as well, but at the same time, too, I didn't realize 
that the way that I'm playing today, I was already playing it, but I didn't realize that. So what I what 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 you I recognize it. I didn't I, I didn't recognize I was already doing it. You're doing it. You just didn't recognize it and be able yeah. to um, recognize what you're doing. Yeah. And the reason why I didn't recognize it is because I was because of what happened to me in the subprime era. I focused on the deal, the overall deal. So when now today you see that the interest rates are at the price that there are, the average person, for example, is going to buy a property for a half a million dollars. They're going to buy a property for a half a million dollars at an eight percent, excuse me, at an eight percent interest rate, but it's worth five hundred thousand dollars. Us investors are going to be looking for a property that is worth. That's the key word. It's worth a half a million dollars, but we acquired it for three hundred thousand dollars. So we bought the same property with the same value, but you bought it a different way than I bought it. So now my 8% interest rate is based off of the acquisition cost of $300,000, while your 8% interest rate was based off of the half a million dollars that you bought. But we both still, but we both have a half a million dollar property. So now while your mortgage on that half a million dollar property is let's say $4,000 for the same property I bought for $300,000, my mortgage is $2,500. Wow. So now that same property that you was that you bought with a cash flow of $5,000 where you're making no money, I'm making $2,500 for the same property. So that's why we don't care about interest rate. And there's this guy, I don't remember his name. There was this Caucasian man that took the snippet that we did about me saying, who cares about interest rates? The guy got a million followers or whatever it is. And he said, he grabbed the snippet and he said, "Um, I love this man's passion, but if you listen to what he's saying, he might sink your ship. I'm not talking, I'm not talking to the demographic of people he's speaking to. Mm -hmm. He's talking to homeowners. Yes, those people should listen to him. Listen to what he said. The people I'm speaking to are investors or investors that are in the making. Mm -hmm. We don't care about the interest rate. And I could give examples all day as to why the what I'm saying is true. So if you're buying a house with an 8% interest rate for $500,000, making no money, but if you buy a house with a with a, a 2% interest rate, excuse me, if you bought a house for a half a million dollars with a 2% interest rate, making no money, but if you bought the same house for a half a million with an 8% interest rate, that's worth a half a million dollars for $300,000, would you buy it? Mm-hmm. Everybody will say yes. And if everybody says yes, you prove my point when I said the interest rate does not matter. It's the deal that it's matters. It's the deal. Well, it goes back to we buy on social issues. It doesn't matter if the market's going up, down, left, right, forward, backwards, or even sideways. As long as you know what you're doing, man, you can make, you can make money in this thing. Listen, guys, buy any I, season. I, 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 brag, I, brag doing, of, I talk about the four family I bought about seven months ago. The four family I bought for seven months because there's some people in the comment section here were saying, how does Chris make $2,000 in rent? I do the same thing. That fourth family, when I bought it, I bought it with an interest rate of 7.75%. That's the interest rate. The value of the property is $450,000. The average person would have bought the property for $450,000 with an interest rate of 7.75 or higher. I bought this property that is worth 
So now I'm doing my numbers based off of $165,000. So the mortgage for the person that would have bought it for $450,000 would have been about $3,800 or something to that effect. $3,800. My mortgage on the same property is $1,938 with an 8% interest rate. The, to the property, the gross income of this property is $6,850 a month. That's the gross income. So what do you what do you care about an 8% interest rate when you're pulling in over $4,500 in net income? And don't forget, everybody, I still got $250,000 in equity in it. Wow. While hmm. that same person bought the property with no equity in it. They lose. So why, why? So the people that I'm talking to is not the person that that guy was talking to. <laughs> so don't tell people. Don't have people tell you that it's not possible. Those same apartments that, that for example, I was talking for two thousand dollars. The apartments that I'm renting out is for nineteen hundred dollars. But originally, before I acquired that property, the same apartment was being rented for six hundred dollars a month. Wow. The same apartment, six hundred dollars a month. You put down. And in a matter of a couple of months, I was able to triple the amount of rent that that same apartment was able to make. Wow! Poor management. Poor man. Wow! Wow! You know, listen. <laughs> I, I just wish, fellas. I just wish. I, I know you know the I, the passion that I have. I just wish that people would choose wisely who they're listening to and who they're getting their information from. Because the average person is very easy for them to take a snippet shot of what we what I just said and then say, cap, 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 that's impossible. Chris has done it. I've done it. I didn't do it with one property, two properties, five properties, 10 properties, 15 properties. I did the I did the strategy that I with properties I still own, and I did it over and over and over and over and over again. So don't let people tell you that it's not possible to get done. Make sure that the person that is teaching you this is tried and tested. Is tried and tested and has a road behind them of facts. Wow. So real quick, man, because listen, I want to hear real quick, man, before we get up out of here. Um, man, listen, this has been a fire conversation. But if you guys can kind of just give us oh man, fire. If you if you guys can give us some good, like, you know, the strategies that you that you think everybody should be learning about really equipping themselves with before they leave this call to be competitive in this market from your perspective. Right. And then, you know, I definitely want to hear from Chris and then I want to hear from, O, and I'm, I'm, I'm going to talk as well on this. Um, what would those strategies be? Let's start with Welby. What are those winning strategies that you think everybody needs to be studying up on if they don't know um, that you're excited about specifically? You make your money on the buy. Mm. Period. I don't care if it's an up market, whatever somebody claims is an up market, down market, sideways market, you make your money on the buy. 
And once you understand that art of making your money on the buy, your favorite, favorite guru cannot take advantage of you. Your favorite, favorite guru cannot rob you because you understand the proper questions that you need to ask to identify if the deal makes sense or not. And there's certain things that has to be presented to you that is factual, not an opinion based, but factual that you could then confirm if this deal makes sense or not. So it doesn't matter if you're a wholesaler, if you're a flipper, if you are buy and hold, it does not matter that strategy. You make your money on the buy. So once you understand that art, you could go it's off to the races at that point. Good point. Love it. Love it. Chris. Well, it's so weird. I, I listen to Welby. Every time he talks, he just drops some bombs and he drops some facts. And I just be making sure I'm like, you know what? I got to make sure I'm real. I don't want well, but they watch none of my videos and they don't be fake. I got to make sure. Nah, but, but here's the beautiful thing, man. I gotta make here, sure. The beautiful thing about us guys, we're not here to throw shots at nobody. We don't mm -hmm. have to throw shots at nobody. You're never going to see us slinging in the mud for clickbait. That's not what we're here for, right? That's not what we're here for. The truth is what's going to set you free. And what and, and we got receipts over here, so we could we could speak what we speak on because what we sharing with the public is what we apply every single day, win, lose, or draw. So a strategy that just, the thing that has helped the, the strategy that has brought me from 2008 to now has been my uh, ability to raise private money. If you want to call it crowdfunding, whatever you want to call it, but you uh, if from my point of view, I had to learn how to raise money outside of going to banks and once again all of us here have different strategies they all work for each one of us i just don't i don't use banks to buy houses i, I do not go to banks so being able to raise and deploy private money has been my saving grace i never forget when i was buying houses in 2010 11 12 where everybody was running out of running from the real estate business i would see people drive by like man you you still buying houses how you you still what about foreclosures I'm like private money, man. I got private investors now. So that has been the air under my wings. So real, real quick before we, cause we got to dive deep on this real quick. What, what, uh, what is those conversations like? Cause I don't know if we even got that piece yet. What are those conversations <laughs> like? How are you propositioning uh, um, those people to get those deals set up? Uh, I think we briefly talked about it earlier. The story when I went to Harris Teeter, I had to get those groceries because I was responsible for dinner that night. Oh yeah. We're getting value. Yeah. Well, Nell, you're a master at this. I've seen that beautiful smile of yours going into homes all the time, looking at real estate. You're giving so much value. We're giving to people. And, and uh, you know, we're not, when I talk to people that want to give me money, I'm not asking you or begging you for anything. I'm like, this is not, you know, what people ask for people for money because they feel sorry for them. Well, this is not that. So let's go ahead and get that out of the way. I'm providing a service for you, Miss Smith. We will pay you a high rate of return secured by a well-performing, centrally located piece of real estate. In exchange, I will take your money and I will put it to work under this piece of real estate and we'll either get cash flow together or I'll fix it up and sell it and cash you out. So it's, it's more about how much value am I giving? And it's so weird. I love giving value, man. It's so, you know, the more value you give, money falls out of the sky. You're giving us value tonight, man. Shout out to you. Somebody keep on coming, man. Keep on coming. A question in the chat. They say, how do you seek private money? If you mind kind of tackling that one. 
Yeah. Well, Byron, do you're a private money guy, right? Or, you, or do you do traditional? Money? I lend money too. I, I do lend money. Um, I lend money. Uh, you know, if it's the right deal, I, I, I funded several deals this year. Okay. Um, cool. but uh, but somebody put in the chat, where do you see private money? Yeah, well, I seek it. Well, I I like to start right with what I have in my hand. It's so amazing. When I think about reparations and my people and all this stuff, like what have you done with what you already have? Right. And everybody's mm -hmm. like, we need to get all this money. We need to get this, this. I'm like, well, what did you do with the money that you already had? You know, and nine times out of 10, the conversations that I have with people that they are underusing what the Lord and the universe has already given them. Right. We're all guilty of that. I am too. But I had somebody train me like just use the numbers that are in your phone right now. Right. Let's don't go out in the far. What is it? Acres of diamonds, I believe. Um, what's the guy's name? Huh. Can't remember the name of the, the author. Acres of diamonds. Don't look far out for opportunity, but recognize opportunity right under your nose. So I mm -hmm. went right to my phone and I'm like, OK, first person. Boom. And one of the things we have to make sure we don't do is assume or presume we know how much money people have. I've had Section 8 tenants go from being on government subsidy rent to millionaire status you know so we don't know what people mm. have. It can happen overnight people get can get settlements they can hit the lottery it happens yeah that's a fact i've seen it happen m many times over all the right? time yeah oh what what are you um what what strategy you you most excited about right now and what is strategy you think most people need to learn going into this new season uh chris said earlier man the most important thing is adding value to people you can add value to people. You can always get money. You can always do a great deal. Uh, people got to learn how to get off-market deals, learn creative financing. Uh, that's the most important thing I'm excited about. Uh, Chris said, said earlier, I do the same thing. I pick them up, creative finance, either subject to, bond for deed, lease option, and then I sell them again on a lease option or bond for deed. I just become the bank in that transaction. I love that. I get a big down payment, 15000 20000 I get seven, eight hundred dollars a month cash flow and I'm cool with that. I have no responsibility. Something break, you don't call me, you handle it. Now, if you don't pay, of course, that's when we take the actions. But at the end of the day, you know, I want to get as many properties as possible, little no money down, big down payments and get uh, cash flow with no headaches. Um, another thing people need to do is be confident. Confident with the numbers that they're presenting, confident in the numbers that they're looking at, confident in the comps so you can pre present the right offer. If you don't know how to run the right comps, you're looking at stuff from last year, you're going to pay too high for the properties this year. So that's the thing mm -hmm. I think that's right I'm going to do that. and that's the thing people here need to do. 90 days on that, bro. 90 days. Love yeah, because people look at, oh, this property sold for 150 last December. That shit ain't worth 150 it's <laughs> it's different. Listen, uh, I can tell you right now what I'm most excited about is creative finance strategies. Um, I got one right now under contract looking to close soon with a 2.9% interest rate. Uh, oh, yes. Indeed. And, and, and it come with equity. Let's talk about it. Right. Um, I'm, looking to, <laughs> I'm looking to pick those up at, at a rapid pace as many of them as I possibly can. Obviously, we got to make sure that the numbers, the math, maths, uh, I'm not hawkish on me personally, right? Now, here's the deal. You know, I know that uh, Chris said that he's a little bit more hawkish, even if it doesn't have a lot of equity. I need that thing to have some equity, and I'm going to tell you why. 
Um, because here's the thing, here's the thing, you know, I'm looking at number one, we just saw in the stats that it's taking people literally, I don't know how much the price compression is going, 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 going to drop. Right. Um, and we saw that people is taking people 13 years in some cases to be able to recoup that same said equity that they quote unquote thought that they had because the market conditions are different now. And so the way I'm looking at it is I'm not thirsty for any deals. If I find one that meets the criteria that I like, I'm going to pick it up. If I don't, I'm cool with it because I'm pivoting into the build to rent space anyway. Right. Where I know that I'm going to be able to build something that is going to work for what I'm trying to do. Um, and as long as, you know, my uh, I'm doing that, you know, I'm, I'm cool. But my primary objective is I want to build to sell properties. Right. I'm building smaller and smaller units that I know that I can build at a rate to where I know I'm a cash flow. I know if I get in a pinch, I can sell it off at a, at a, at a nice profit and, and, and walk away happy. Right. And I also have a construction company that I'm building. Right. So that way I can continue to get my my, my prices cheaper and cheaper. I can get better and better debt because if you, many of you know, um, you know, when you get that construction company, you got millions and millions of dollars flowing in and out of your bank account. That's going to open you up for all kinds of lines of credit. So I want to take those lines of credit and deploy that into real estate, uh, real estate deals. And so that's going to be my strategy. Um, I'm focusing on getting bank ready uh, so I can be extremely attractive to any bank that I go and walk into. Um, and, and, and that's pretty much where, I, where I'm headed just to give you a little glimpse uh, piece of what that looked like. That's but uh, yeah, I, you know, can we, what's that? That's smart, B. I like what you're doing there, man. Build to rent. You, you're doing tiny homes, stuff like that, too. So, so my house is getting tinier and tinier. I'm not in the tiny home specific market. But, you know, due to the, the, you know, to the housing market, I have to build smaller to be able to so be competitive. Like 14, to be, 14, yeah, 14, for, you know, anywhere between 13, 14. you know, yeah, somewhere in there, um, you know, no garages, you know, uh, you may not get a garage, you may get your little carport, some, some situation like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's, that's all it is. Um, that's my strategy. Uh, but I do plan on ramping up the construction side of the business pretty heavily. Um, I feel like it's a lot of growth in that particular market and space, especially with somebody with integrity and knows how to do business good. Um, because I, I, you know, I just feel like we don't have enough houses. And so if you could get this trades together correctly, you can run up a serious bag and get access to a tremendous amount of credit if you bank ready. So. Mm-hmm. That's kind of where I'm at with that. Good stuff, man. That sounds good, brother. Yeah, love it, love it. Y'all got any final words, gentlemen? Uh, I'm well. I love having this type of conversation, man. I love this conversation that we're having, and I and I think that we need to have a lot, a hell of a lot more of this, yeah. um, in our in our community. And um, yeah, thank you for the, the opportunity, guys. I appreciate you guys. Yeah, thank you. What can they check you out? Well, if they need to get get in touch with you, yeah. Um, they could go at they could go, go on my website www.atmybest197.com, or you could go on my Instagram handle at my best one nine seven. And um, like I said, if you guys are looking for some serious knowledge about investing in real estate with with someone that's actually applying what he preaches to you daily, just tap in with me, and um, you know, I appreciate you all. 
Hey, final you, words, final words, man. I think we need to, as a, as a community in whole, we just got to get our education up. You know, people pay for coaching. You know, we all do coaching and stuff, but it, I, I, I sometimes I get shocked at the lack of awareness of, that our community has with real estate investing. You know, and it's not a lot of it isn't our fault, but we have to get our education up and not be scared to spend a few dollars to get educated. I don't, I can't imagine how much money in this right now we have all spent on on education, right? We got to just make sure that we educate ourselves because everybody wants to get deals. I want deals. I want this. I want multifamily. I'm like, even if I would even know what a deal look like. There you go. Oh, I'm like, even if I would give you ten leads, do you know how to close them? Right? Do you know what to say? Do you know what the numbers are like? So let's just focus on getting our minds right before we try to go get a deal. I love it. I love it. I, I agree 100%, man. If y'all found value today, man, put some flame in the chat, like the video. And uh, man, this is beautiful, bro. I oh, enjoyed this is today's beautiful show, man. We had some phenomenal guests, man. Phenomenal guests. What, what was your biggest takeaways, by? You know, um, <laughs> it was so many takeaways, bro. Like Chris was dropping up gems on, on, on how we buy. I think it was emo. We buy the emotion or the season or what, what did he say? It was something powerful. I want to make sure I remember that because it was extremely powerful. It was extremely powerful. What did he say? What did he say? Oh my god! It didn't slip my mind. It didn't slip my mind. But anyways, it was so many gems I picked up from it, man. But what I what I picked up more than anything, man, is that. It's, it's the it's the history you know you're talking to you know 40 plus years of real estate experience right when uh, yeah wins and losses bro and so when you listen that's real education that's not theory a lot of people can you listen let me explain something to you theoretically I can make anything I can make a I can make a billion dollars theoretically I can come up with, with the next Amazon tomorrow, theoretically speaking. But it, it, it's something different when you have to put those things into practice, when you put theory into practice. And what you guys had the opportunity to listen to, and myself included, was, was actionable, real information. Not fairy tale, not sugar-coated, raw, uncut. Ain't nobody trying to sell you nothing. We just telling you what it is and what it ain't based on the facts, based on what we've done. And I think that that is always going to set everybody up for a win. It may not be sexy, right? We may not have a million views because of this, because it's not sexy, right? But you got to be aware of the sexy conversations because a lot of those sexy conversations are capped. A lot of them sexy conversations be capped. They be capped as fuck. We know these people. We see behind the scenes. It don't be as good as they make it look. Go ask them for a loan. Go ask them can can, can they give you a hundred thousand and, and see what and see how they move. You understand what I'm saying? Go ask them can 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 they fund your next deal and see how they move. Right? So so what I'm saying is a lot of what you see on the internet, you know, look look, man, it, it ain't it ain't real. It ain't real. And, and you know, uh, and I that's that. I'm just excited that we had to have a real conversation though. Just keeping it a beat. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. I love a real conversation, man. Especially about some people that been have all this experience and is in the in the place where we want to be, man. Cause you never really get 
sobering real conversations these days a lot of people uh like we were talking about earlier they fluff what's going on they fluff about the things they have they fluff about the things that they do the guys that was here man they've been doing this for 20 plus years they got plenty of receipts and as we said they took losses and they bounced back from the losses so it's always important to listen to people that's been through those things especially if you haven't been through it before because a lot of people get into business and in life and things and think everything is, is all good it's never going to be bad so always have somebody in your corner that has been through situations before you go through them. Because they're going to give you the game, how to mitigate through those situations before you even get to them. So I just love stuff like this, man. I hope everybody got value. Um, like the video if you can. Put a flame in the chat if you're enjoying the chat, man. And we out of here, man. I love it. Yes, indeed. Hey, Peace. what's up, y'all? So most people struggle with sales. A lot of us in real estate, and we struggle with our sales. We struggle with follow. We struggle with leads. And we're just basically missing out on deals. For me, I just got on Taskify CRM. They send messages out for you. And look, a lot of us have work. When you get off of work, you have hot leads ready for you. Make sure you check out Taskify CRM. I'm telling you, it automatically replies for you. And look, it sends you multiple messages. Like we're talking about drip, drip campaigns, so you're not missing up on the lead follow-up. So make sure you check out Taskify CRM. Use coupon code NoStingyEnergy to get 10% off. I'm about to show y'all inside my CRM so I can see how it really works. Make sure y'all check it out. Peace.